Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, faithful listeners, good morning. Thank you for tuning in on this lovely, lovely Wednesday morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. I am your host, Jen, here. Now, quick announcement before we begin our regular scheduled episode. (laughs) I am um, currently offering these really awesome clutch bags in my store right now for Mother's Day for $25 a piece, including shipping. I did a little uh, spiel about them on my Facebook page last night because they're really great. They're awesome bags. I'm able to uh, fit all of my stuff on them. They're very convenient for on the go, and they have um, really cute designs on them, especially for Mother's Day. It's going to be great. So if you are looking for a gift for your mom this Mother's Day, consider those. And also, I think I mentioned this before, but P40 Ministries was actually featured in the Joyful Life magazine. So that's really exciting. I am going to put a link to that so that you can look through and take a look at all the great vendors they have for Mother's Day this year. So I will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode. So look at those vendors, take a look at the bags and uh, get one for yourself or get one for your mom for Mother's Day. But let's go ahead and start with the reading of God's Word. And we are going to be reading Genesis 44, 18 through 34 to the end of the chapter. I will be reading at the W.E.B. version, but make sure to grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading. Then Judah came near to him and said, O my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, and don't let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my Lord, The boy can't leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will see my face no more. When we came up to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Our father said, Go again and buy us a little food. We said, We can't go down. If our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face, unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn into pieces, and I haven't seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since his life is bound up in the boy's life, it will happen. When he sees that the boy is no more, that he will die. Your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became collateral for the boy to my father, saying, If I don't bring him to you, then I will bear the blame to my father forever. Now therefore, please let your servant stay instead of the boy, my lord's slave, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how will I go up to my father if the boy isn't with me, lest I see the evil that will come on my father? It's pretty interesting that Judah was actually the one that 
suggested selling Joseph into slavery during all of this time. So this complete and total uh, 100% change that Judah goes through in this chapter and specifically this passage we just talked about is just fantastic. But before we talk about it too much, let's go ahead and do a quick recap. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast episodes about uh, Joseph, I definitely recommend that you start there, either in Genesis 37 and work your way up to this episode, or if you already caught some of those, just go back to the ones before that you haven't listened to. Otherwise, this part might not make a lot of sense. So basically, Joseph is pretending that his brother Benjamin stole this cup. He kind of almost framed his brother Benjamin because he wanted to see the change in his his brother's hearts to see if there really was a change, to see if they would just abandon Benjamin to Joseph and go on their merry way, or if they would come back with him and plead for his case and anything like that. Now, one thing I was just thinking about as I said that I kind of wonder if the brothers had just abandoned Benjamin and uh, Benjamin would have been taken back to Joseph. I wonder how Joseph would have responded. Perhaps he would have just kept Benjamin (laughs) and just been like, hey, so I'm your brother. Why don't you come live with me? Or perhaps he would have still continued forgiving his brothers and potentially bringing them here. But I don't know if that's the case. So I wonder how Joseph would have responded had Judah and the other brothers not uh, pleaded for Benjamin. But one way or the other, it turns out that the brothers do plead for Benjamin's case. They do not want him to be stuck in Egypt forever. In fact, they are terrified of that happening because they saw how their father responded the last time one of his sons was unable to return. Except for Simeon, of course. He didn't really seem to care that much about Simeon. (laughs) Even though Simeon did not return from Egypt the last time they had come, Jacob was kind of just like, yeah, whatever. Simeon can handle himself. But they knew that Benjamin was the favored child. They absolutely knew. They knew all about Joseph being the favored child. They knew about Benjamin being the favored child. And because of the way Jacob was and how much favor he gave one son over the other sons, you have to assume that Benjamin was the same way potentially. That Benjamin had a very similar personality to Joseph at the beginning. Perhaps he was spoiled. Perhaps he was arrogant. Who knows? But we have to assume that since Jacob did not change over these past 20 years that Joseph is in Egypt, that perhaps Benjamin was also very similar to Joseph when Joseph had you know, been with his father 20 years prior. So it's not necessarily Jacob and Benjamin that were doing the changing, but it was the brothers. It was the brothers that had changed. You know, their situation never got any better. It got worse. It got so much worse because they saw how their father responded the last time when Joseph did not come home with them. And when they lied and said that Joseph was dead, they saw how their father responded to that. And it was not good. Rather than gaining their father's affection and love, Jacob, in fact, pushed away from them even further. In fact, it said that when he believed that Joseph had died, that Jacob was unconsolable, basically. He was not getting comfort from anything. None of his children could comfort him, it said. So he was pushing away from his children even further. 
And he was probably even worse with Benjamin, honestly, than he was with Joseph, if you think about it, because he had sheltered Benjamin so much over those past 20 years because of what had happened to Joseph. So you can't assume that Jacob, you know, got any better during all of this. He was probably worse. Potentially, Benjamin was a little bit worse than Joseph ever was. Who knows? The Bible doesn't go into a ton of detail about this, but we do know that in spite of all of this, the brothers chose, chose to change. And it was because I think they had so much guilt on their hearts. They saw how their father was just torn apart. Clearly, these brothers really, really did care about Jacob. I mean, it's, it's pretty evident considering the fact that they really wanted their father's affection and love. And though it was extremely misguided, and I'm not sticking up for them in any way, shape, or form, the brothers did, in fact, care a lot about Jacob. Because when that is happening to Jacob, when they see him so distraught over Joseph, they don't want to see it happen again. So Judah goes near to Joseph, who is pretending, obviously, not to be their brother, but to be this powerful Egyptian official. Judah goes up to Joseph and He doesn't freak out. He doesn't do anything crazy or anything like that. He just walks up to Joseph. It says Judah came near to him. Judah goes ahead and gives this big spiel, this big old monologue for about 16 verses. He gives this monologue to Joseph and he logically explains the situation to Joseph. He starts off with the facts. He says, my Lord, please let your servant speak. Don't be angry with me is basically what he's saying. And he says, um, you are even as Pharaoh. So he gives him a compliment. He's making sure he's still on this official's good side. And so he he presents himself and he, he starts with the facts. He says, you asked your servants, all of us, you asked us if we had any siblings and if we had a father or anything like that. And we gave you the truth. We explained everything everything to you. We explained how we had a father who was very old. We explained how we had a young brother who was a youth. We explained everything and we didn't lie to you. You know, here are my brothers right here. We did not lie about any of this. Well, except for the fact, this is my own interjection here, except for the fact that they lied about uh, Joseph being dead. That's the only thing. And he actually even says this here. He says in verse 20, Judah says to um, Joseph, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. So all of that's true, except for Joseph being dead, unless perhaps they do believe Joseph is dead. Honestly, they have no reason to assume that he is dead, considering they sold him into slavery. But the master that Joseph had, perhaps he could have been uh, dead at this point. Who knows what the brothers were thinking. One way or the other, Joseph was not dead. And honestly, probably Joseph was sitting there kind of laughing inwardly, like, I'm not dead. I'm standing right here. <laughs> That's what I would have been doing. But anyway, Judah is, is uh, doing all this stuff and he is speaking logically to Joseph very logically and coherently and very wisely, honestly. And so he he is still speaking to Joseph this entire time. But after explaining the facts to Joseph, the facts that Joseph already knew, he explains the story of what happened to him and his brothers and his father. Uh, I think it was uh, during Genesis 43 when they were having that conversation with their father. So Judah at this point is explaining to Joseph 
the conversation with Jacob. I get those names confused a lot. Judah, Joseph, and Jacob. (laughs) I always have to watch out in the podcast to make sure I'm not saying the wrong name at the wrong time. But anyway, Judah explains to Joseph their conversation with their father, Jacob. And he says, you know, my father wanted us to come back to Egypt to get more food and everything like that. But we told him we could not go back to Egypt unless uh, Benjamin goes with us. We can't do it. We told uh, you that that man would never see us again if we didn't bring Benjamin with us. So Judah is explaining the entire story to Joseph from top to bottom, literally word for word, everything that he had said to his father and everything like that. And then after this, he talks about what Jacob had said to Judah at that time. He says to Joseph, Jacob told me, or your servant, my father, told me that if anything happened to young Benjamin during this trip to Egypt, that he could not go on. He would die. Jacob would die of sorrow. And he says that he would bring his gray hairs down to the grave is how distressed he would be. So the fact that Benjamin here is being accused of having this silver cup in his um, bag This is going to kill our father if we don't bring Benjamin back to him. We have to bring Benjamin back home. Now, this is the most incredible part of this entire monologue. It says in verse 32, Judah told Jacob, Your servant became collateral for the boy to my father, saying, If I don't bring him to you, then I will bear the blame to my father forever. And he says, Therefore, please let me Stay instead of Benjamin, and I will become your slave instead of Benjamin. He says, let this boy go up with his brothers, and I will stay here and become your slave. And he says, I just can't return home without that boy. He says, it will kill my father. I don't want to see this evil come upon my father, is basically what Judah is saying to Joseph. And what a fantastic thing to say. Judah was giving his own life to protect Benjamin. Judah was probably, I wouldn't say an old man, but definitely a middle-aged man at this point, who was going to protect his youngest brother, the favored child, the one that 20 years before he would have hated. And now this complete change, he is offering up his life to protect Benjamin. And so this just proves that Judah is not just all talk. He told his father before, he told Jacob, I will become collateral if anything happens to Benjamin. And now he's living that out. He wasn't just talking. He was being truthfully honest that he was going to sacrifice himself for his young brother. And this is what he's doing. We saw that Reuben did something similar a few chapters back where he was like, You know, I will kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. But Judah is offering his life, his own life. Reuben probably honestly was all talk at that point and was potentially never going to offer up his children. And if he did, that's a pretty sick thing to do. But Judah here is being truthful. He's being honest and he is willing to give himself for his youngest brother who maybe doesn't even deserve it. Perhaps his youngest brother was bratty. We don't know anything really about Benjamin too much. We don't know much about his personality, really nothing. But 
we do know that Judah has a complete change and he is giving himself to protect his younger spoiled brother. This is personally why I believe that God chose Judah out of all the tribes of Israel, because the 12 tribes of Israel are the 12 brothers, and God chose Judah specifically. And you might wonder why God didn't choose Joseph after everything that had happened to him. But when you see this, Judah is being the most like Jesus. You know, Jesus offered himself to sinful humanity, was willing to give of himself, And so Judah was kind of like a picture of that. Though Judah made mistakes in the past, he changed drastically. He changed so drastically. And now he's giving of himself. And God ended up choosing Judah out of all of those tribes of Israel to be his favored tribe and the one that produced Jesus Christ. So this is a fascinating story. We will see how Joseph responds to Judah's statement in the next chapter. So join me on Friday at 6 a.m. or later, and we will discuss Genesis chapter 45. We only have five more chapters of Genesis left before we are on season two. Just a heads up, I might or I may not take a break from uh, doing P40 Ministries for a little bit. I haven't decided yet if I want to do that or not because I want to make sure that everybody's having a consistent routine. But at the same time, I kind of just want a break for a minute. (laughs) And it wouldn't be a long break. It might only be a couple days or so. But I haven't decided if I'm going to do that yet or not. But I'm just throwing that out there just in case I do decide to take a short break from podcasting. But um, I might not do it. I'm I'm just going to throw that out there. So anyway, join me on when, or I'm sorry, join me on Friday (laughs) at 6 a.m. to discuss more of Joseph's story. And also join me tomorrow for an episode out of the New Testament at 6 a.m. But friends, go to my website, take a look at those bags, get one for your mom, get one for yourself, get one for a friend, and uh, you will definitely enjoy them. They're really cute. I will drop a link to that in the bio, as I said at the beginning of the podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, happy listening and God bless.